Curious Cousins and the Improbable Treasure Hunt, Chapter 16, Unraveling History, in which investigations proved to be very frustrating. Well, said Dell, looking at Cat, who is it? I want to be sure before I say anything more, replied Cat cagily. Ah, Cat, moaned Danny, just spit it out. No, said Cat, let's go back to our house so I can see if what I'm thinking holds any water. What should we do with this stuff, asked Paul, pointing to the heap of paper in the centre of their circle. Go and empty a box in the dining room and we'll put all this stuff in one place, said Cat. Then we'll head home and see if what I'm thinking checks out. I'm going to hang out here, said Dell. I didn't like the way Mrs. Cumberstone was looking at me. Do you think she may have known my mum? Cat thought about it for several moments, eyebrows drawn together, her index finger tapping against her pursed lips. Maybe, she finally said, and if so, it's probably a good idea not to give her any more to think about. Let's meet in the cemetery at about nine tonight. We'll bring you juice and a sandwich for supper. And chips if you have them, said Dell, grinning. Do you need food for Jasper, asked Danny. If you have peanuts in their shells, said Dell. I think we do, said John. I'll bring you whatever we can find. Any fruit? She loves apples, said Dell. I mean for you, said John. Oh yeah, I like apple too, Dell smiled. They said their goodbyes and then Dell was alone again. She looked around the room and thought how quiet it was. She'd grown used to the clamor of the others so quickly she only now realized how alone she felt in this big old house. Back home, Cat and Grace headed up to their room so Cat could get on her laptop to verify her hunch. Danny and the boys stayed down in the kitchen to make a snack. You just ate lunch, said Mrs. Cumberstone, swatting Danny's hand away from the cookies that had just come out of the oven. How can you possibly be hungry again? We're growing, smirked Danny. She reached around to tap Mrs. Cumberstone on her left shoulder. When the round woman turned to look, Danny reached in from the right and swiped three cookies, shoving them quickly into her pocket. She was grinning widely when Mrs. Cumberstone turned back to her. Out of my kitchen, bellowed the rotund lady as she spotted cookies missing from her baking sheet. The three ran from the room and thundered up the stairs laughing as Danny shared the cookies from her pocket. You're a good egg, said John in his best British accent. Indubitably, said Paul as they headed up to find Cat. Any luck, asked Danny when she reached Cat's room. Cat was tapping away on her laptop and Grace was sitting on the bed. Danny handed Grace the uneaten half of her cookie. Grace grinned and then nibbled on the cookie. No, said Cat, disheartened. I was sure I would find what I needed, but I haven't. What are you looking for, asked John, shoving the last of his cookie into his mouth and spurting crumbs as he spoke. I wanted to see if I could find a picture of Vanessa Vanstone. I had a hunch who it might be, but I wanted to see for sure. No luck finding a picture? Nope. Can we come at this from another angle, asked John. Well, began Cat, and then Danny jumped in. How about if we check with Aunt Amelia about the third girl in the photographs we found, asked Danny, speaking so quickly her words almost tripped over each other. Yes, said Cat, that was what I was thinking. But I think Aunt Amelia is away this week, so we're going to have to wait until she gets back. You know who else might know, asked Paul. Who asked Danny? Dad might know. The room grew still as they thought about how they would even begin to ask a man who seldom came out of his study. I don't know, said John. Those pictures were from when Mum was a teenager. And Mum and Dad didn't meet until they were in college, said Cat. 
It's worth a try, though, isn't it? asked Paul. Who's going to do the asking? asked Cat. You, said John and Paul at the same time. Oh, no, I'm not. Cat shook her head from side to side. The last time I went into the study, practically yelled at me for disturbing him. Dad doesn't yell, said Paul matter-of-factly. He might as well have counted Cat. I know he uses a soft voice, but it feels like he's yelling. Yeah, nodded Danny. I get that from my mum sometimes, too. The five sat in silence for many minutes, rolling their own thoughts around in their heads. I'll do it, Paul spoke quietly. Give me a picture and I'll ask him right after dinner. Cat got up from the bed and crossed the room to the bookshelves where she'd shoved the photo album she'd been looking through. She pulled one out, flipped almost to the back and then lifted the protective plastic to pull out a picture. She handed it to Paul. Paul looked at the picture of his mother with a girl on either side of her. They were all laughing, two with their heads thrown back. The girl on the far left was turned slightly away from the camera. The girl on the right was looking straight into the camera. And there was his mother in the middle. He still remembered the sound of her voice and how she smelled when she lay between the two boys at night to read them bedtime stories. He felt a cold lump in his throat. He wouldn't cry. He wouldn't. John felt, as much as saw, his twin's discomfort and broke the quiet. Come on, Paul, let's go upstairs and finish that game of cribbage we started yesterday. Paul looked up, relieved to have a way to escape from the room full of eyes. Yup, he chuckled, I've got to finish whipping your butt. You wish, laughed John, as the two jostled each other through the doorway. I'll play the winner, yelled Danny, following them out of the room. That left Cat and Grace sitting quietly together. Cat turned to stare out of the window. Grace rolled onto her side, grabbing a pillow and cuddling up, thinking of her own mother far away in China. She wondered when she'd be home. Soon, she hoped. She missed her mummy.